Good evening, and welcome to the Rust Belt Clansman Show, right here on Spotify. I am your host, Paul Brown, and I am broadcasting from beneath the Fiery Cross on a hillside somewhere in the Rust Belt region of America. Here on the Rust Belt Clansman, I begin with a pro-white commentary piece and follow up with some mainstream media news articles and give you my honest opinion on each one. Let's begin with this evening's commentary. Good evening and welcome to the Rust Belt Clansman Show, right here on White Pride Radio and Spotify. I am your host, Paul Brown, and today is Tuesday, October 19th, 2023, and it is 7 p.m. here in the Rust Belt. This evening's commentary is titled, Hollow the Science. Science today is no different than any other subject area. It's no longer about research. It's all about narrative and agenda. Follow the science is really hollow the science until all that remains is the accepted, usually leftist, narrative and those who question it, even with a solid argument, must be neutralized. Consider climate change. The Earth and Environmental Sciences area at Lawrence Berkeley National Lab is huge, with the Climate Science Department alone with over 100 scientists. Joe Biden has just committed $75 million for the Climate Resilience Regional Challenge, which I'll abbreviate as CROC. C-R-O-C. Do you honestly think those receiving federal funding to investigate climate change are the most impartial voices on the matter? As reported in the Epoch Times article, perhaps too optimistically, titled Era of Unquestioned and Unchallenged Climate Change Claims is Over, after scientists published a credible article in a journal refuting some climate change gospel, rather than publish their own paper contesting the claims, a senior opinion editor at Scientific American and the director of NASA, Goddard Institute for Space Studies, went on a smear campaign, including attempting to discredit the authors and the journal editor by demanding their emails under FOIA. The article claims that numerous scientists speaking out about the supportive efforts were afraid to be quoted by name. Here's one who wasn't. William Happer, Princeton professor, Demetrius of Science and former climate advisor to President Donald Trump, 
wasn't surprised by the response to the new findings. Of course, the climate cult will be dismissive of any information, no matter how scientifically correct, that is politically incorrect, he told the Epoch Times, noting that the new findings made important and valid points. Consider the CDC's COVID science. The CDC advocated for lockdowns despite the knowledge that they are often ineffective and counterproductive. It allowed Randy Weingartner and the Teachers Union to dictate its school's opening policy. It has been making false and misleading statements about COVID-19 vaccines and myocarditis. Worst of all, it has been in its behaviors on masks. From day one, the CDC chuckled in its own coronavirus handbook based on decades of research which stated masks are ineffective and not recommended for coronaviruses. You are not allowed to ask why. The CDC then very unprofessionally defended its pro-mask stance by grasping at reports about the experience of two hairdressers, all while ignoring high-quality randomized science studies with large sample size, like the Danish study, finding masks ineffective. The CDC continues to defend its stance even after the de definitive Cochrane meta-study conducted by prestigious authors came out saying all masks for corona and respiratory viruses are pretty much useless. The CDC director and congressional t testimony actually had the gall to belittle high-quality randomized studies as inferior. We're talking about the director of the CDC with a Ph.D. in related field. Unfortunately, the editor of the journal in which the Cochrane Meta study appeared folded up perceived pressure from a New York Times inquiry into the Meta study results and watered down her conclusion of the Meta study, permanently bemerging her own reputation. The fact that she felt she had to do this is chilling. The CDC hasn't stopped there. You may recognize the names Vinray Prasad and Mary Beth Hoag, ephthalmologist from UCF, UCSF, not afraid to speak out when they uncover excessive claims and faulty recording by the CDC. They have just published a, a pre-proofed journal article on the CDC's reliance on mask articles as reported by the October 6th by the Epoch Times. It said, One of the most influential federal health journals in the United States has published unsupported claims about the benefits of masks and preventing transmission of COVID-19, according to the authors of a manuscript recently accepted for publication in the New American Journal of Medicine. 
The claims come from the U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention. Morbidity and Morality Weekly Report, MMWR, which has a powerfully persuasive effect on the public health decision-making. How the studies published in the MMWR advance scientific understanding remain largely opaque to the general public. The authors wrote in the pre-proofed paper, this reason the author expressed it is essential to dig into how agency conclusions and subsequent recommendations that affect citizens across the globe are made. In other words, mostly low-quality studies often making dubious claims that were published in the MMWR, and nevertheless, these were used to steer CDC mask policy. In case you can't gain access to the full journal article, here are some excerpts. In Figure 1, we show a total of 23-77, or 29.9%, identified studies that assess the effectiveness of masks. However, 75.3% stated that masks were effective. On these 58 studies, 70.7% used casual language and 69% were casual language inappropriately. One mannequin study allowed casual inference. 14.3% found a statistically significant inverse relationship between masks and cases. No studies were randomized. 5.2% had a numerically higher number of cases in the mass group than the comparator group, but all four, 100%, concluded masks were effective. Of all publications included, cited randomized study or review of only randomized studies. Of all 58 studies stating that the masks were effective, only 1.7%, which mainly focused on influenza, mentioned conflicting data on mask effectiveness. We found that among the 77 studies identified pertaining to masks published in MMWR, 30% tested the effectiveness of masks with 14% having statistically significant results. Yet, over 75% of all 77 studies concluded masks were effective. Of the 5% that reported higher case rates in the mask group than the co comparator group, all concluded masks were effective. MMWR studies consistently drawing conclusions about mask effectiveness without sp supporting evidence is particularly problematic and difficult to justify considering the totality of randomized evidence about the use of surgical N95 masks to prevent the spread of respiratory viruses had been has been negative. One journal of the American Medical Association, JAMA, 
viewpoint described how starving September 11, 2020 political appointees may have... Uh, let's, uh, starting uh, September 11th, not starving, I apologize. Uh, starting September 11th of 2020, political appointees may have demanded the ability to review and revise scientific reports in MMWR. And concern was raised about political appointees trying to influence the scientific process. Remember, when anti-Fauciany first said, masks don't work, then said they do. He claims he told a white lie in the first time so that masks would be available for health care workers. Well, I never bought that. What I believe is the first time he told the truth and the second time he switched to the advancing mask narrative intended to scare us into lockdowns, distancing, and vaccine. In post-plague or post-zombie outbreak, end-of-the-world movies, survivors always say they're going to attempt a dangerous trek on foot to the CDC in Atlanta, hundreds of miles away. Because if anyone found a cure, it would be the CDC. How many feel that way now? Emergency broadcast system announcing the commencement of the annual purge sanctioned by the U.S. government. Commencing at the siren, any and all crime, including murder, will be legal for 12 continuous hours. Enough of the mainstream media pushing whatever the government tells them to push. Enough being told as white people that we should be ashamed of our white skin. Enough of watching our white history being erased to appease non-white people in our white Christian nation. Listen to Behind the Hood every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday exclusively here on AltRightTV.com. The Invisible Knight brings you one news article, gives you his opinion on it, all in 15 minutes. If you want the truth, that's what you'll get on Behind the Hood. Your daily dose of truth. Do you like to keep up on matters that pertain to us as white people? Are you sick and tired of mainstream media newspapers blaming everything on us? Wouldn't you like to read like-minded news articles? Well, now you can. Subscribe to the Night's Party Crusader, stuffed with important happenings in America that nobody wants to talk about. Subscriptions are $35 yearly for bi-monthly editions. Call the Knights Party National Office at 870-427-3414 to subscribe to the Knights Party Crusader. 
hours to call, which are Central Standard Times, Monday through Thursday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., Friday, 10 a.m. to 12 noon, and Saturday and Sunday closed. Welcome back, everyone, and thank you for sticking around. Uh, the, the new music there, uh, it's not new uh, this evening. It's, I've been using this for a while, another brick in the wall. Uh, this may uh, show my age a little bit, but uh, I was uh, in school when uh, that song came out. I believe it was 79, uh, and it was off the album The Wall. And, you know, uh, back when I went to school, this song, uh, you know, uh, kids took it as an angst song, uh, you know, against uh, the school systems and things like that. And now, look at it in today's times. Uh, you know, it's always been said that Pink Floyd was way ahead of their time, and they certainly were. Uh, it's almost as if they knew uh, where America was going to be, because now actually uh, telling, hey, teacher, leave those kids alone, uh, it means uh, uh, molesting them now uh, and ruining their uh, minds, uh, you know, with uh, diversity training, uh, critical race theory, 1619 project, uh, uh, men in dresses, reading books to them, uh, it, it took on a whole new meeting uh, in today's times. Uh, but anyhow, I'm going to start this evening. I don't have an article that really goes with that commentary piece. Uh, so we'll just jump into this one. Uh, this comes from the news source, The Grio. And the headline is, Black people say a negative media stereotypes their community. Racism plays a role. Ah, uh, boy, it's white people. Don't we hear racism an awful lot? And the only time we hear racism uh, is when it's something uh, uh, that happens to other uh, races. And it doesn't matter what it is. Uh, we're blamed for it. I, I have another article here uh, this evening about this. Uh, but here, uh, uh, blacks are complaining that because of the media... Uh, they are stereotyped. And, you know, they want to call it racism. Well, you know, racism, uh, if, if it is true, if you're backing up things uh, with facts, say, you, uh, I don't know, take, um, okay, the, the wearing the pants down below the ass. What race do you think of? Uh, if you're at a restaurant and uh, you're unfortunate enough to be around a, a close within earshot of uh, smacking the lips while they eat, uh, eating with their hands, um, uneducated, these are all characteristics of the black race. They're not stereotypes. because They're facts. Uh, there's a big difference. Uh, the article here, nearly 40% of survey respondents say they see racist or racially insensitive news often. You know how you not, uh, you fix that? If you, don't, if you see too much insensitive news and uh, you're that big of a uh, 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 
ball baby that you don't like that. You know how to stop that? Go to, go around your own people. Go the hell back to Africa. They just can all talk about African things. Uh, your news. You'll see all about African things. There's your roots. Uh, your roots are not in America. Uh, I get so sick and tired of seeing the words uh, Asian American, uh, 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 Black American, Afro American. Listen, to be American, you have to be white. You know, could could uh, a white person go to Africa and say, uh, you know, uh, they are um, African? Or could you be called an American African? That makes no sense. It's actually silly to hear. But this is what uh, uh, the thing is in America. You know, as long as somebody's here, they think they're American. Just like, well, look at the uh, hordes of invaders coming across the border. They're getting more and more rights uh, every day. And we as whites are losing more and more rights every day. Uh, don't forget, and keep this in mind, white replacement equals white genocide. And if you don't see it, uh, you got your head pretty far up your ass. You, you better pull it out before it's too late. Our black people hold critical views of the media, which they say stereotypes their community and covers it more negatively, according to a recent... Pew Research Center survey. Uh, you know, why blacks, uh, and you know, they think they're being picked on, but again, it's facts. Uh, not so far from where I live, uh, there is a small, uh, a small city, and every time on the news you hear about uh, murders, <laughs> if you hear the sneezing there in the background, uh, that is my cat. Uh, she is having going through a, a sneezing fit. I don't know if you heard that or not, but uh, that's what's happening in the background. Uh, what I was saying, uh, uh, this uh, small city not too far from me, all you see when you turn on their news, uh, it's a local uh, uh, news station in this city, is black crime shootings. Uh, there are three or four different projects in this city, and that's all you see on the news. If there is a shooting, a murder, um, a drug bust, it's all blacks. And you know, I was thinking, wow, uh, you know, I didn't realize that that town was, or that city was so uh, full of black people. And uh, I googled the demographics to that uh, city, and only three percent of the people in that city are black. But that's who's committing the crime. So here again, uh, uh, they say that the media is covering them negatively. Well, maybe because um, you're the criminal. You know, uh, to, to break it down simply, 13% of our population is black. 56% of our crime is caused by black people. So you could say, you know, that uh, uh, 
if there is a police call or, uh, you know, something like that, a shooting, a murder, you know, whatever it is, there's a 56% chance that uh, 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 there is a black behind this, a black perpetrator. So how else, what, what are the news uh, media supposed to do? Not cover crime? We don't tell blacks to commit these crimes. Uh, another stereotype uh, with education. They claim that uh, uh, they, they are, um, I don't know how to put it, discriminated against in education. They're not discriminated against. They have every opportunity that a white child has in school. But guess what? The black brain isn't nearly as developed as the white brain. And that's not racist to say because it's true. Um, so, you know, naturally, they do look dumb. When, when they compete against white children, they look dumb. Now, here's some more facts. The average IQ within the black race is 70. That's borderline retarded. So that makes uh, the likelihood, on average now, uh, when you encounter black people, on average, they're retarded. How are you supposed to teach a retard? How are you supposed to uh, teach a savage? You know, it's it's just like a lion. Uh, you know, lions, oh, they look all uh, cute, and I'm not saying that uh, 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 black babies look cute by far they look like um uh what are they called those raisinettes and milk duds with a brillo pad glued to the top but anyhow um i lost my train of thought see i got that uh uh milk dud oh okay yeah i remember where it was uh a lion when they're little, they look all cute and cuddly, and uh, you see these handlers handling uh, these lions, which sometimes the lions uh, will uh, strike out and kill uh, their trainers, too. Uh, but you, you can't, if you have a lion, and you know, even if it is somewhat friendly with you, you don't ever, ever want to turn your back on it. And, you know, that's kind of how it is with uh, blacks. Uh, the saying goes, uh, around blacks don't relax. And it's absolutely true. Uh, so, you know, you're not, that's not a stereotype. That is a fact. Uh, then they say here there's not a lot of African-American coverage unless it's February or it's criminal. One focus group participant told Pew. Well, we all know that uh, February is Black History Month. Why a white Christian country celebrates black history, uh, I have no idea. And, you know, uh, other than that, uh, they didn't deserve the holiday, the, the month of February, to begin with. And, you know, it's not our fault they're criminals. They're not portrayed as criminals. They are criminals. A majority of them. That's why it looks uh, bad. 
uh, Michael Lipka, the Associate Director of News and Information Research at Pew, said overall, Republicans harbor more media distrust than Democrats. The black Americans distrust the media at the same rate regardless of their political preference. And, you know, another reason they hate the media is the video footage that we all saw in uh, the summer of 2020. You know, uh, these, and there's where your low IQ comes in. Uh, these people actually thought that change was going to be made because they burnt cities and looted stores empty. You know, what don't these people get? They think by acting out, they're going to achieve something. And this, again, this is nature. Uh, another thing, you can take uh, the black out of the jungle, but you cannot take the jungle out of the black. Uh, how they think they are, um, uh, you know, um, making an impact by looting stores empty and burning cities to the ground is beyond me. And then guess who has to foot the bill to rebuild? Good old Whitey. Uh, we have to fix uh, their destruction. Their chaos. Uh, Kim Smith, an associate professor in the Department of Journalism and Mass Communication at North Carolina A&T at HBCU, said the survey results do not surprise him. Regarding how media covers black people, the views are pretty similar, similarly negative on both sides of the aisle. Lipka told the Grio, there's not really much dis disagreement there. Even black Republicans hold the view that there are a lot of problems with how the news media covers black people. You know, if black people want uh, positive media, guess what? they got to do positive things. They got to do positive things, uh, you know, hanging out on the corner selling drugs. That isn't a positive thing. Looting stores empty. That's not a positive thing. Burning cities to the ground. That's not a, 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 a accomplishment or a positive thing. Uh, look at America's uh, every. Well, I'll say almost every uh, housing project. It's destroyed. It's destroyed. Blacks, blacks lay there and pay 20 or $30 a month in rent and are taking in thousands and more uh, selling drugs out of them. Which, you know, they don't have to turn into drug money. You know, uh, they're taking up space where a struggling white person is actually working two or three jobs and doesn't have a very nice place to live. That's what the projects were made for. Uh, not for these dead beats to hang around uh, doing nothing. Uh, the survey of nearly 5,000 black adults was conducted in late February and early March, according to the results released on September 26th. 63% said news about black people is often more negative than other ethnic or racial groups. Well, that is because you commit more crimes. 56% of the crimes. 
you know, it's simple math. Uh, you know, blacks bitch about uh, how there's more blacks than are in jails and there's more blacks in prisons. Well, when they commit 56% of the crime, don't you think 56% of the population uh, in jails would be black? That, that only makes sense. Now, I don't know how much uh, crime white people commit in America, because, yes, we have criminals. Uh, and I don't know about other races other than black, what they commit. But guess what? White crime and other non-race crime doesn't touch the black crime. How hard is that? How hard is that to figure out? It's simple math, which is racist too, by the way. 43% uh, news coverage largely stereotypes black people. Nearly 4 in 10, 39%, said they see racist or racially insensitive news fairly or extremely often. You know, uh, seeing what your people are like uh, what your people's characteristics are, uh, guess what? Uh, you think it's racist, but this is so crazy and so hard to explain. Blacks think that because white people know the percentage of crime that they commit uh, and that white people know, uh, not stereotypes, this is true characteristics, uh, then automatically you're racist. You know, to say, if a white person stood on the corner with a big sign and said, um, uh, black people are criminals and uneducated, by God, everybody in the town would be like, you racist, and they'd try to run you out of town. But guess what? It's true. It's true. Uh, only 6% of those surveyed said they believe they're being uh, fairly treated. No, because they want uh, no consequences for their actions. Uh, you know what I mean. Watch, watch the news uh, and all of these stories about uh, blacks uh, attacking police when uh, you know they're uh, encountered with law enforcement. Uh, they're that big of savages, they can't even control themselves for the several minutes it would take a cop to do his job and leave. Uh, they got to turn it into a life and death situation. Um, and now, this is a different article that I saw, and I don't know how many listeners maybe saw that, but uh, it was a, a fat black woman in Walmart, and I don't know what she was stealing, but she got caught. And she was resisting, and the they, law enforcement come in, or it, it was law enforcement or uh, store detectives. But anyhow, they had to, to take her down, and they were holding her there so she couldn't hurt anybody or herself. And she's screaming, Walmart's racist, because she got caught stealing. You know, when, when black people get caught doing what they're doing that is illegal, they want no consequences, or it's racism. Um, that article, actually, and here's an early tip. Here's an early tip 
tomorrow morning's uh, nice party of the Ku Klux Klan press release deals with this article. Uh, so look for that. Uh, tomorrow, go to www.kkknationaloffice.com and uh, uh, the um, press releases are uh, always there at the top, so check out tomorrow's. Oh, let's see. Let's see if I have any other... Um, Well, okay, uh, we'll do this one next because uh, this is another thing that um, uh, blacks claim is stereotyping, uh, but it's, it, it's real. We all know that um, a majority of your black people are not, you know, just drug dealers and uh, robbers and looters, but also rapists. And, you know, I have said uh, the slogan, Black Lives Matter, the organization, Black Lives Matter, it's all a sham. It's all a sham. Um, but, you know, black lives don't matter to black people. Now, this article here uh, deals with a, uh, a little bit of both of that. This article comes from the Christian Post and... Uh, I just received this article. Uh, someone had texted into the show anonymously and uh, said this uh, article may interest me. And I've seen this article uh, floating around, and I, I don't know why I, I never picked it. I guess it, it, it hit perfectly because that article that I just did about the stereotyping and then uh, uh, this um, uh, man or woman uh, uh, texts the show anonymously with this article. And I thought, yes, that's perfect now. Uh, so, um, Anonymous, uh, I appreciate you um, contacting the show. I appreciate that article. And uh, also, thank you for uh, listening to the show. This comes from the Christian Post, and the headline is, Pastor Arrested for Allegedly Raping Family Member At Least 600 Times Since Age 7, Getting Her Pregnant. This is a black uh, so-called pastor, you know, the ones that think they were kangs and shit. Uh, and this is what they are. I don't know. If you have ever heard uh, a black preacher, I've never heard one that didn't scream and screech uh, like a jungle animal. And my live show, uh, The Underground, is on Podbean, the uh, Podbean app. And if you, when you go in there and you look at the live shows that are taking place, a majority of those are black preachers. And, um, you know, uh, black and Christian just don't go together. It, it, 
they do not go together. You know, uh, I, I've said this many times, and you know, if, if you confront a black person, you know, claiming to be uh, a Christian and uh, this or that, and and you get in a little bit of an argument with them, and right away, we were here first. Yeah, you was. And keep this in mind, because uh, you may experience this sometimes, and this comeback, they have no answer for. Uh, you know, they will say, well, we were here first. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, God did create you first, but not as a human. Not as a human. Uh, because when God needed someone to take care of the Garden of Eden, uh, he made Whitey. So, apparently, the uh, blacks that were here first were too stupid to take care of a garden. And we see that in Africa. You see the little pygmy, pygmy uh, pot-bellied runts over there uh, drinking out of mud puddles and eating bugs. Uh, that they're starving to death. Uh, this is how they would have handled the Garden of Eden. And my personal uh, belief is that um, uh, the beast of the field spoken of in the Bible, that is your black race, the beast of the field. Uh, this isn't a religious program, so I'm not going to get into that, but uh, there is proof, that, that you know, uh, proof of this. I don't just sit here on the show and make up stuff to tell you uh, that you might think is uh, interesting or uh, crazy, uh, but it, it's proven. It's proven. It, it's proven that the uh, white race or the Israelites spoken of in the Bible. It wasn't Jews. Jews aren't white. But anyhow, back to this black past. Raped a family member 600 times. Bishop Robert L. Carter, a husband, father of four, and high-ranking leader in the International Bible Way Church of Jesus Christ, Inc.USA, has been arrested after allegedly raping a family member at least 600 times since she was seven, getting her pregnant as a teenager, and forcing her to give up their baby. Yeah, and this guy's a pastor. Uh, you know, they, they give this great big long name and, and, and a high-ranking leader. Now you would think that um, here's the other uh, some more seventy IQ thinking that you wouldn't uh, plaster this in the media as a high-ranking leader. Yeah, you would think that that would be something that would be, try to be swept under the rug so your organization didn't look so bad. No, uh, this article, uh, they proudly state that. And, you know, International Bible Way Church of Jesus Christ, Inc.USA. That sounds more like a company to me, uh, don't you think? Uh, it doesn't sound like a, uh, a true religious uh, place to me. Uh, Carter, who is the founding and senior pastor of the Sanctuary Church of D Jesus Christ in downtown Houston, Texas, according to the Black Preaching Network, 
is also listed as Diocesan Bishop of the Gulf Coast Diocese for the International Bible Way Church of Jesus Christ USA, which has some 350 churches nationally and 600 churches globally, according to the South Carolina-based denomination. Uh, I don't believe that uh, uh, to be true. 350 churches. Maybe 350 followers. Uh, you know, internet churches, internet church, listen, internet churches don't count. Don't count. Now, I'm not saying um, the, the sermons that you could hear, uh, for instance, I'll clear this up when I say internet uh, uh, churches don't count. Uh, the Christian Revival Center is a Christi uh, Christian identity church in uh, Harrison, Arkansas. They have a physical church, the Christian Revival Center. That is a church. Uh, they have their sermon every Sunday at 11 a.m. Central Time. But they also have those uh, sermons recorded and they go up on YouTube. There's a channel on YouTube. Type in the Christian Revival Center in Harrison, Arkansas, and uh, it should be at the top. So it's not like the Christian Revival Center is an Internet church because they have a physical church as well. And I know from like Podbean, all the screeching uh, uh, black preachers on there you know, that's their church, uh, uh, an app. An app is their church. They have no physical uh, church. Uh, Carter, 39, was arrested Monday and charged with sexual assault on a child between the ages of 14 and 17 and continuous child abuse of a child, according to KPRC2. Court documents cited in the news outlet claimed that Carter began abusing his family member in 2008. He allegedly would visit the child's room on a nightly basis and make her perform sex acts on him. As the victim got older, Carter is accused of intensifying his sexual abuse inside his home and a parking lot before dropping her off at school and at his grandmother's home. Uh, you know, they're saying that this is a family member. Uh, kind of sounds like maybe his daughter. Uh, by the time the victim turned 16, a warrant for Carter's arrest uh, said the victim got pregnant and secretly gave birth to Carter's baby. The victim's father, who asked not to be identified, told KRPC2 that Carter took the baby from the teenager and gave her away. What if she would have died that night? Uh, she had that baby in the closet by herself. She came and got the baby and took the baby to a fire station and dropped the baby off, the father said. Uh, the victim's father said his daughter was so damaged by the abuse she once ended up in a psychiatric hospital. Uh, she had an episode where she ended up in the hospital for psychiatric reasons. 
He said while noting his shock at Carter abusing, ah, uh, yeah, his daughter as a child, so it was his daughter. Um, and then it says here, how? Uh, how could you even get aroused? It doesn't make any sense, the distraught father said. The pastor's victim is now trying to get her child back. Um, calls to the Christian Post, by the Christian Post, to International Bible Way Church of Jesus Christ USA, where Carter is still listed as a leader on the denomination's website, were not returned Monday. Does it surprise you that he wasn't taken down as a leader? Uh, you know, uh, and, and this dirt ball, uh, black dirt ball, actually has a holiday here in America. Martin Luther King. He was a sexual deviant. He watched two of his friends rape a white woman. He was a womanizer, a drug abuser, and a communist. There was nothing good about Martin Luther King. Uh, take uh, George Floyd, for instance. Uh, blacks hailed George Floyd as uh, uh, some kind of hero, when in, when in fact he's, he's a piece of shit. That's not, and I say this all the time, he had a criminal record. Uh, he did time three times in prison for uh, drugs, uh, two home invasions. One, the woman was pregnant. And when he was encountered, uh, encountered by police, uh, when he overdosed under Derek Chauvin's knee, he was trying to pass a fake $20 bill for a pack of cigarettes. The dirtbag had money for drugs, but he didn't have money for cigarettes. And what about George Floyd driving that day? He would have been driving well under the influence. You know, drugs are under the influence as well. And these are the types of heroes that black people have. Um, uh, you, name me one actual black hero that the blacks uh, hail as idols to them. Ah, uh, the pastor's profile on the Black Preaching Network notes that he is a well-known for his work in church planting development, the church administration. Uh, still here, try, trying to brag up this dirt bag. Uh, in a 2015 message, Carter referenced scripture from Romans 7 in the Bible to lament the perils of the lust of his flesh. I can't be caught up in my flesh because I heard it saying that no good thing dwells in my flesh, he said in a video clip from the spirited message he delivered on Facebook approximately one year before the victim gave birth. Yeah, video clip on Facebook, there's your church, or his church. Uh, said, I need you to understand that it is not about my flesh because my flesh causes me to do the things that I would not do. Paul said, the good that I would, the good that I would, I just can't seem to do because he said, wherever I go, I do good. I 
said, wherever I go to do good, evil is always present, because I am in the flesh, he said. Your flesh will send you right to hell. Your flesh will give get yourself in trouble. So, you know, here it looks like he was even uh, uh, kind of admitting uh, that he was a chat. Not right out chat, but uh, saying, uh, uh, you know, a, a lot of us live in sin. Well, everybody uh, lives in sin. Uh, just because, I don't know how to put it. Um, you know, okay, it's a sin to tell a little white lie about something. Uh uh, uh, say somebody knocks at your door and, and you don't want company so you don't answer it and the next time you see that person you say, oh yeah, I wasn't home that day. And, you know, a little white lie. That's a sin. But to sin, to molest your own child 600 times, that goes way beyond uh, what the Bible's talking about. Uh, you know, uh, sinning in the flesh. That's not an excuse. Okay, pretty much, that's not an excuse for this pig to do what he did. And, you know, that's what it, he makes it sound like. Uh, this is his excuse for being a chet. Unbelievable. And, you know, uh, if... Uh, Okay, for instance, the show here. You know, if uh, 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 there's an enemy listening, and I know you listen, uh, I really don't care. You're welcome to listen. Uh, but uh, suppose an enemy's listening to the show, and they're sitting there thinking, uh, damn, this Paul Brown on the Rust Belt Classman show, he's racist. How am I racist? I'm just telling you the truth. I'm reading the news article and telling you the truth. Uh, you know, uh, I just don't beat around the bush here on the show. Uh, but anyhow, uh, enough of that article, and I want to thank you, uh, Anonymous, for sending that. Uh, I just got that this morning, and uh, I didn't even have a chance to uh, acknowledge your text, and I apologize uh, for that. Oh, uh, let's see. What else do we have here? Oh, here we go. You know, we are made to look so bad as white people. You know, like we're, um, I don't know, uh, out to get everybody that isn't white. And mainstream media, you know, they like to push the narrative. And pity, uh, pity. Uh, black, blacks just want that pity, like Jews. Blacks and Jews. Uh, this article comes from medicalexpress.com. Headline to this is, Black and Hispanic Patients much more likely to die after surgery than white patients suggest study. Who cares? Do you care? 
I don't care. What I'd really like to know is, you know, who the hell has time to sit around and, you know, do these uh, uh, survey things? Or, you know, who, who would look into it? Uh, about 12,000 black and Hispanic patients who died after surgery in the past two decades may have lived if there were no racial and ethnic disparities among having surgery, among Americans having surgery, suggests a study of more than 1.5 million inpatient procedures presented by the Anesthesiology 2023 Annual Meeting. So, um, if we weren't racist, less black and Hispanic people would die uh, after surgery if we if we were less racist. You know, I don't even know how somebody could come up with this idea. You know, even think this uh, uh, brainstorm up to check into you know something like that. And then to blame it on racism. Don't these leftists realize how foolish they look? And, you know, how stupid. You know, uh, why would you publish something like that? Uh, this estimate draws attention to the human toll of disparities in surgical outcomes, with black patients being 42% more likely than Hispanic patients at 21% likely to die after surgery compared to white patients. You know what? Maybe white patients take a little better care of themselves. Um, ever notice how a lot of black people's eyes are uh, a, a piss yellow? Uh, you, you know, uh, the whites of their eyes uh, look like piss. That's exactly what they look like. Uh, that, you know, to, to look at that, you know, tells you unhealthy, uh, like around the uh, eyelids and things. A lot of uh, blacks, they're uh, red, uh, almost raw looking. Uh, this tells me that, you know, they are not so uh, healthy. Um, and again, the smell. The smell. And there, that would be called uh, stereotyping too. But, you know... Um, Anybody that's been unfortunate enough to be around uh, blacks, either if you have a job uh, that has a diverse um, uh, crew, uh, you know what I'm talking about, the smell. Uh, you go to a restaurant. I'm sure you've been in a restaurant before and there would be a black there and, you know, that smell. Yeah, that uh, tells you unhealthy because they're not very hygienic. Uh, they don't care about themselves. I I saw an article and I couldn't believe it. Um, Kanye West, uh, his new girlfriend, come out and said that she can't stand the smell of him because he likes to promote his uh, clothing line. And, you know, long sleeves, jackets, and stuff like that. And she said that he will wear these layers of clothes out, no matter how hot it is. And guess what? He don't shower. Don't shower. Uh, unless efforts to narrow the racial and ethnic gap 
and surgical outcomes intensify, preventable deaths will, be, will continue among minority patients, the research has said. The development of equity policies to change to address disparity gaps can make a difference. With even a 2% reduction in projected access, excess morality rates among black patients averting roughly 3,000 post-surgery deaths in the next death decade, they determined. So, what are they talking about? Now, uh, this study represents the first effort to move beyond merely documenting the ongoing disparities in surgical outcomes in the U.S. by qualifying the agate human toll of these disparities, said Christian Moody. Uh, Christian M. Pody, M.D., Ph.D., M.B.A., lead author of the study and assistant professor of anesthesiology, and pediatrics at the, Ohio, at the Ohio State University College of Medicine in Columbus. Uh, we, should come, we should not become used to the reading statistics about people dying. It's essential to remember that beyond the statistics, odds, ratios, and p-values, there are real people, brothers, sisters, mothers, fathers. I don't have no black mother. I don't have no black father. I don't have no black brothers and sisters. So why do I care? And all on it, you know, if you're a white person and you're just tuning into the show for the first time and you're thinking, uh, wow, I feel so bad because I get to live and a black dies. You know, you need to quit listening to the show. <laughs> you really need to quit listening to the show. Because uh, I, I can honestly say, I don't care. I don't care that there's more blacks and Hispanics that die. You know, white people are God's chosen people. Maybe God shows favor over us when it comes to operations. Uh, maybe, uh, here's a thought. That maybe black people could start going to a veterinarian. Somebody that's uh, able to handle their type. Hmm. There's a thought. Oh, let's see. This article here is funny. Um... This comes from the independent.co.uk, uh, and this is about a black. Uh, Georgia deputy shoots, kills man who spent 16 years in prison on a wrongful conviction. Talk about bad luck? Wow. I guess that's some uh, white people's faults, too. A man who spent more than 16 years in prison in Florida on a wrongful conviction was shot and killed Monday by a sheriff's deputy in Georgia during a traffic stop, authorities' representatives said. Okay, number one, we're supposed to pity him because he was in for a wrongful conviction. He did 16 years. Uh, yeah, maybe he didn't commit the crime he was in prison for, 
but I'm sure he committed plenty that he should have been in prison for. So, you know, uh, uh, things work out. Uh, Leonard Allen Cure, 53, was identified by the Georgia Bureau of Investigation, which is reviewing the shooting. His death was concern, uh, confirmed by Seth Miller, executive director of the Innocence Project of Florida, which represented Cure in his exoneration case. Miller said he was devastated by the news, which he heard from Cure's family. Uh, let me see. I lost my place. Uh, he said, I can only imagine what it's like to know your son is innocent and watch him be sentenced to life in prison to be exonerated and then be told that once he's been freed, He's been shot dead, Miller said. I can't imagine a parent what that feels like. Well, it shouldn't surprise him. Who cares? Listen, who cares if he was innocent? Seriously. We're not talking about his last case. We're talking about the new case, the new crime that he committed. You know, just because he uh, uh, was wrongly convicted, and who knows, he probably wasn't. And like I said, even if he was uh, innocent of the crime he did prison time for, I'm sure there was many things in this black person's life that uh, he should have been locked up for that he got away with. So, uh, you know, no pity there either. Um, and this is typical uh, black thinking in the way the media likes to twist. I even did an article here. Uh, blacks complain about how the media... Uh, portrays them, and th you see so many of these black sympathizers, these news sources, that pity the blacks, and yet they'll publish this garbage, yet this isn't enough for the blacks, uh, but this this one probably uh, is probably infuriating uh, blacks, uh, probably uh, wherever this happened, and uh, maybe we'll get to that, uh, so far we just know Florida, uh, but when this reaches the blacks, they'll be out rooting, looting, and burning cities down uh, because uh, a sheriff shot and killed him. Uh, the Georgia Bureau of Investigation said a Camden County deputy pulled over a driver along Interstate 95 near the Georgia-Florida line, and the driver got out of the car at the deputy's request. He cooperated at first, but became violent after he was told he was being arrested, a GBI news release said. Uh, so there you go, right away. Uh, uh, you know, that mentality, everything's good unless I have to face consequences. And then as soon as the blacks see they have a consequence to pay, then they get violent. Uh, the agency said preliminary information shows the deputy shocked the driver with a stun gun when he failed to obey commands. And the driver then began assaulting the deputy. The GBI said the deputy again tried using the stun gun and a baton to uh, subdue him, then drew his gun and shot the driver when he continued to resist. So here you have this... Um, 
black animal. Taser didn't work. And the belly club didn't work. So he might have been high on something or uh, <laughs> just that uh, retarded. Uh, and, you know, once the retard strength kicks in, uh, this was the uh, officer's only choice. You know, what did the black guy think he was going to do? He tried his stun gun. He tried his baton. What did he think he was going to do? Um... The agency didn't say what prompted the deputy to pull over Cure's vehicle. Miller couldn't comment, uh, comment specifically on Cure's death, but said he was represented dozens of people convicted of crimes who were later exonerated. See, right back to the other case. We're talking about this case. Uh, even when they're free, they always struggle with the concern the fear that they'll be convicted and incarcerated again for something they didn't do, he said. That is no reason at all to resist uh, and do what he did. Uh, you know, justice served. You know, the picture of this guy here, he's wearing a black t-shirt with the old fist in the air uh, printed on the t-shirt, waving at the camera. And I'm telling you, um, this picture exudes retard through and through. Uh, but it's just unbelievable. Uh, I'm going to close out this Thursday evening show. Uh, I have a few more things to do uh, this evening. And uh, uh, I'm usually pretty busy through the day, so I like my evenings uh, to myself. I'll still answer emails and stuff sometimes uh, in the evening, but uh, i, I got to have some downtime, uh, so I'm going to close out this evening's show. I will be back here Tuesday, October 24th at 7 p.m. Eastern with a new The Rust Belt Clansman show. If you're new to the show and you enjoyed this show, please uh, uh, be a loyal listener. Um, check out the show page on True Social. True Social is Donald Trump's version of Twitter. And, you know, I did notice, I don't think you can get a True Social from the Google Play Store anymore. But what you can do is go to uh, truesocial.com. You can set up a profile there and then bookmark it. And then you can just access it through your uh, bookmark. Um, and look for the Rust Belt Clansman Show and tap follow. There's where you'll find if there's a show... Uh, if there isn't a show, if it's been canceled, uh, what platform it will be on, uh, White Pride Radio, uh, or Spotify, or both. I try to have it on both uh, all the time because uh, uh, Alt-Right TV is blocked in many uh, places. Uh, people can't access uh, Alt-Right TV to get to White Pride Radio. Uh, so uh, I started... Uh, putting this up uh, on Spotify, too, um, which uh, may not last long, but uh, when I can't have it on Spotify, I'll, you know, I'll put it somewhere else. That's the people that are blocked from uh, White Pride Radio, Alt-Right TV, I can still listen to the show. Uh, but uh, check out the show page. 
also uh, the live show, the underground. I've only done one uh, live show here so far, and I need to get another one scheduled here uh, soon. Uh, I will try to have one um, uh, early part of November, uh, at least. If you have any thoughts, ideas, suggestions, news articles, you like the show, you hate the show, uh, you wish it would drop dead, uh, whatever, uh, you can email that straight to the Rust Belt Clansman Show at heyrustbeltclansman at mail.com. It's all simple. It's all lowercase letters. Clansman at mail.com. You can also call into the show at area code 412-254-6226. You can leave a voicemail there, or you can even text the show. And speaking of texting the show, uh, again, uh, Anonymous, thank you for your uh, news article. It's greatly appreciated, and it fit right in uh, with the show. So your, your timing couldn't have been any better. Uh, so thank you again. I appreciate that, and uh, I appreciate your uh, listenership as well. We are going to close out, as we always do here on this show, in prayer. Get to it here. My white brothers and sisters, please bow your heads. Father, as I put my faith and trust in you, anticipating your work in my life to transform my worldly character into the image of Jesus, I am filled with appreciation for the way you make me ready to live appropriately. You give me righteous teaching that flows from your wisdom, and you give me compassion, compassionate mercy that flows from your loving kindness. I have great confidence in the paths you have established to prepare me to walk out my faith. You have filled me with assurance because of your testimony of so many other faithful people who have lived before me. And you have reinforced it with the powerful work of your Holy Spirit and encouraging words of wisdom and knowledge and samples of your wondrous power. I know that all these things flow from your throne through your Spirit because on my own I am not worthy of the things you have promised to those who follow you. You are my strength. I give honor to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, that was a really good um, uh, prayer there. Uh, and I noticed I forgot something uh, at the beginning of the prayer. Um, I always say, here we go, Murph, at the beginning of the prayer, because Murph, Murph is a uh, loyal listener. Uh, he's been uh, kind of busy lately, so I don't hear uh, too much from him, but uh, uh, he is a loyal listener to the show, and uh, he had said one time, uh, Murph said, don't ever get rid of the prayer at the end of the show, and uh, I assured him, I said, uh, you know, that won't happen, uh, the prayer will be at the end of the show, uh, every show, so, uh, you know, uh, Murph commented how he liked the prayer, so uh, before I end the show in prayer anymore, I always say, here we go, Murph, and uh, that's why, uh, if you listen to the show and you wonder, uh, and keep playing it back. What is he saying before the prayer? 
uh, I'm saying, here we go, Murph. Uh, but anyhow, uh, I will be back here Tuesday, October 24th at 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on uh, White Pride Radio and Spotify. Um, I hope you tune in. I hope you enjoyed this show. Uh, God bless you all. As always, from the Rust Belt Klansman Show, myself, Paul Brown, White Power!